Hello and welcome to the Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week podcast. I'm Wilma Norton from the Community Foundation of Tampa Bay. I'm Devin Dominguez, Chair of Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week. And I'm Holly Moon, Co-Chair of Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week. The Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week podcast features personal, casual conversations with and about people who are making a difference in our communities. Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week is a reimagination of National Philanthropy Day produced by the Association of Fundraising Professionals, Tampa Bay, and created in partnership with our friends and presenting sponsor, Community Foundation of Tampa Bay. In this episode, we have Kathy Raybon joining us. And just a quick note about the audio quality of this recording. As you know, it's 2020 and we're in the middle of a global pandemic, so we recorded this episode remotely. There are, however, a few moments where you'll hear a little bit of feedback, and I just ask that you forgive us for this hiccup and enjoy the episode. Hi, Kathy. It's great to have you. Kathy is with Empath Health. And um, she's going to share with us a little bit about Empath and also how um, the impact of the pandemic on the organization and a little bit about how philanthropy has helped uh, the organization cope and get through this very difficult time that, that we've all gone through. So Kathy, we'll turn it over to you. Thank you so much, Devin and Wilma. It is an honor to be here and share some time with you. And, and, and thank you to the Community Foundation of Tampa Bay for supporting the Association of Fundraising Professionals in, in this endeavor. It's, it's so important to have partners like you and, and AFP really appreciates the ability to, to uh, enjoy this opportunity with our community partners. So thank you so much. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm with Empath Health. Uh, Empath Health is, is a holistic approach to every aspect of care for anyone suffering with a chronic or advanced illness. At our core is Suncoast Hospice. Suncoast Hospice has been serving Pinellas County as the exclusive hospice provider for over 40 years. And uh, our, our way of of helping people who are in a chronic or advanced illness situation is to provide everything that the patient needs and everything that the entire family needs to help that patient through their journey, uh, whether it is uh, an end of life scenario or not. Um, We provide programs and services that support, of course, the physical being, but there's so much more that's that's happening with someone who is in this situation that's not physical it's emotional uh it's spiritual it's mental and the ability to help the family members help that person through their journey provides a much better quality of care regardless of where they are and and With hospice being the core of our business, we also have under the Empath Health umbrella, uh, many other programs that are not just end of life, 
there's palliative care, which allows someone to continue with their curative um, methodologies to help the, with their chronic or advanced illness, and and yet have that holistic wraparound of the social, the 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 emotional and the spiritual benefits that we provide. That's at the core of our business. We have home health. Uh, we have a very large and very robust HIV AIDS division called Epic Empath Partners in Care, which provides people that have uh, HIV and AIDS with all of the social aspects that many of them need. We have people that are now outliving the disease that never thought they would live as long as they are, so they have no savings. They're not employable. We provide food, we provide housing, we provide transportation, we provide medications. And so there's this holistic approach to our work, which is a part of our culture. And uh, when the pandemic happened and we're not able to lay our hands on the patient or give the, the child of a patient a, a hug or even smile without a mask on. Our entire culture had to shift overnight and begin thinking of ways to reduce the anxiety that comes with isolation, to help people who, who haven't seen their family in weeks and weeks and weeks. We have a, a donor that I visited with um, on the telephone not too long ago. She's in a, a facility that does not allow any visitors. She has been in her room now up until about, a, about six weeks ago. She was in her room, had not been out of her room since the end of March. Oh, my wow. gosh. It's, it's so isolated. She was so appreciative of a conversation with someone else that was able to interact with her that that she cried several times on the telephone. So the pandemic has affected us, as we all know, physically, emotionally, even spiritually, uh, in in maybe some good ways and maybe some some challenging ways. So when our our nurses go in and they're in full PPE, and masks and many times a face shield and of course gloves, that touch, that smile, even, even the ability to look in the eye and see the twinkle of someone's eye is gone. Uh, so we have made incredible changes in the way that we have been able to deliver experiences like that to people, like delivering birthday, we deliver a birthday party to a doorstep. We bring a crown. We bring young people that sing happy birthday in the yard. We provided a, a veteran with a parade outside of his home. His caregiver was also a veteran. She pinned him. The, the police came by, the fire engines came by, and he has since passed, but it was an opportunity for him to experience and, and relive his time serving his country in a meaningful way. So um, all of that 
has forced us to recreate the way that we are able to provide this care. That it won't go away. Uh, telehealth has has been a, a technology has been a wonderful supportive opportunity for us as people were in our care centers, their family who can now visit was not able to visit for a time. And we were able to allow them to see each other and at least hear each other when they hadn't for a long, long time. You, it's forced so much creativity and, and adjustment. And I, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking, all of us just in normal life are feeling some of those things, not being able to hug people, all of that. But that's gotta be multiplied many, many times by the clients and the, the patients that you are dealing with. So what, uh, what kind of takeaway do you think there's going to be from this for, for your organization in terms of how, and how has have donors and philanthropists helped you make this make the shift the community has been incredibly supportive uh, they have stepped up to the plate anytime we asked for anything we needed from uh, isolation kits we delivered to uh, we have a program called uh, program of advanced care for the elderly we have a daycare center that had to be closed uh, so we delivered activity kits, little games, little puzzles, a, a pack of donuts and some crackers. And uh, those types of activities will still continue. But the community supported that and funded every every bit of that. PPE, naturally, the, the community supported that. We will, we will take away the uh, great opportunity that we have had where our nurses were not just caregivers, they became family members. They knew what kind of donut the gentleman down the hall liked to have and they went and got the donut. Uh, they got him the pizza that he wanted or he liked to have an ice cream sundae with his son on Sunday afternoon. So we provided the, the, the uh, technical ability for that son who the son didn't have the technical ability either. So we provided an iPad for the son and an iPad for the father and ice cream sundaes. Those types of things will, will continue to live on with our organization. And we're so grateful for the community that has been so resilient. They've listened and they have rallied to the need to care for others when they knew that many times um, they weren't able to do so in person. And, you know, I've, I've said this before in previous episodes, but I think that, Kathy, you and Empath have really been a great example of this, where the partnership between an innovative nonprofit, and in your case, it just was thinking creatively. You didn't have to move mountains to make people feel like they were on top of the world. Just changing the way that you think about things that partnership with really generous philanthropists and then the ethical fundraisers that you have on your staff. I mean, I'm lucky enough to know you and work with you through the Association of Fundraising Professionals, but I really see your organization as a, a shining example of what we can all do together through these really hard times. So congratulations. Thank you so much.
And thank you for sharing that story with us and for all that you do for the community. And we'll look forward to hearing other stories from other folks as we go forward with Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week. Thank you so much for allowing us to be here. Thank you for joining us. Please stay tuned for more inspiring stories about philanthropy throughout our Tampa Bay area and visit philanthropytampabay.org to find and share your stories. And many thanks to our friends at the Community Foundation of Tampa Bay for being the presenting sponsor of Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week and to my good friend, Wilma Norton, for hosting the Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week podcast. Thank you. For more information on Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week and to catch up on all things AFP Tampa Bay, you can follow us on Facebook at AFP Tampa Bay, on LinkedIn at AFP Tampa Bay, and on Twitter at AFP Suncoast. It's funny that it's still Suncoast on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>